I was gonna say Kimbo Slice. <laughs> He's not even alive! That's right! What is wrong with you? That just shows you that it's not in the mainstream, though. You're listening to the New Jersey Guys podcast. Talking all things sports. By the fans. For the fans. And now, your starting lineup... Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the New Jersey Guys Sportscast. I'm Chris Swenderman, along with my partner, Dan Tantillo. You can find us on Twitter at the New Jersey Guys. Danny, what's going on? Hey, man, that's really exciting that we finally are getting on the Twitter sphere, as we are. they say. We are like the kids say with the interwebs. Exactly right. So and, we're back. Yeah, and uh, let's just kick things off again, you know. Ah, and it's the Mets Misery Minute with New Jersey's most miserable Mets fan, Dan Tantillo. Take it away, Dan. Thank you, random announcer guy from uh, the <laughs> 40s. Um, let's cut that real quick. I got a little gift. Wow. Uh, I think it very much symbolizes my 2017 Mets season oh boy. in a nutshell. Toilet paper? Look what we got here. Wow, Mr. Met. I got to take a picture of this. Yeah, so I just bought a t-shirt. Mr. Met giving the finger. Yes, thanks to the folks at Barstool Sports who decided to take Mr. Met's actions a couple weeks ago when he was caught on camera flipping off the fans. Um, That pretty much was like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to buy a jersey this year. I'm not going to buy any players' names because why would I? The season's been terrible. And it's kind of been a giant FU from the Mets to the fans. So I figured, what the heck, buy the shirt. So I did. I spent the money on it. There you go. And this is what's going on this week with the Mets. Um, lots of injuries. Lots and lots of injuries. I think you have the whole list in front of you. I will I will say this. Yeah. Best headline I've read all week comes from, of all people, Wallace Matthews in the New York Times. Okay. Mets add to lost column, but disabled list doesn't grow. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of did, though. Oh, boy. All right, so just to recap. Yeah. Asdrubal Cabrera going on the disabled list. Yep. Wednesday, Neil Walker, left hamstring tear. Injury list. Yep. Matt Harvey, scapular injury. In Injury list. Thursday, Juan Lagares. It just keeps I, broken piling thumb. on, I, man. I mean, it's almost... And they said that Noah Syndergaard has at least... Another four weeks before he can even pick up a ball. So you're looking, maybe, maybe if everything goes well for Syndergaard, late August, early September. Yeah, it's bad. And uh, really, the only thing to look forward to is Jacob deGrom Day, who showed an absolute stellar performance yesterday, throwing eight innings after throwing a complete game the game before his start. Before and he, he hit a home run. And he hit a home run, which I thought he hit a home run before. I didn't realize that was his first career one. Oh, I thought he did too. You would think mm, that, especially because Harvey's done it before, right. and Syndergaard's a monster. Right. But yeah, the Mets—it's nothing's changed except I got this brand spanking new T-shirt from the folks at Barstool Sports of Mister Met giving the middle finger, which again I think symbolizes the season. So essentially, perfectly at this point, you're just giving the finger to everybody yeah. from Mets Nation. All right. I mean, so kind of. Yeah, I kind of have to. That's what right. that's what I feel they're doing to me. So I'm I'm going to return the favor. All right. So we're going to get into our first topic here. And it's one that I know Danny and I are going to battle. We're going to battle very hard on. We're going to battle, like fight. We, we are. With our fists, maybe. Maybe. Not uh, quite. Not well, quite. We're not going to battle with our fists, but we know who are. Two other people. Two very famous people. Mayweather and McGregor, baby. Yeah. 
So uh, Floyd Mayweather, the former boxing pound-for-pound king, um, as the fight was announced Wednesday, he was at a minus 1,100 favorite. Now, I don't know exactly what the number means when it comes to favoriting, so maybe you can help me out on that one. Well, essentially, you would have to bet 1,100 to win a dollar, I believe. Okay. And uh, yeah, so by Saturday afternoon, those odds were kind of trimmed in half at some shops in Vegas, uh, minus 600 at some point, because people are just betting on McGregor, betting on McGregor, because if you guys don't know or unfamiliar with him, he's famous for being in UFC, not for boxing. Right. Where Floyd Mayweather is pound for pound, pretty much the best boxer that has been around in my generation. I'm 26 years old. So he's pretty much known as the best. But that being said, there are there are some people that aren't so enthusiastic about this upcoming fight. We got uh, Lennox Lewis, the former boxer, says he wouldn't pay money to watch Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. He can't take it serious. Quote, Mayweather is the best in his weight class. No one can touch him in boxing. It's ridiculous to me. You are talking about one discipline where you can use your hands and only a few can do it. Every battle sport starts with your hands, but these are totally two different sports. So what do you think about this? Do you think that this is going to be something that is the sporting event of the year as it's being, you know, headlined as this huge sporting event? Do you agree that it is the event of 2017? Absolutely. I'm all on board for this. Why is that? Because you're taking two titans from two completely different sports worlds, boxing and MMA, you're putting them together. And if McGregor can pull this off, he can't. McGregor, see, why are you doing that? What do you mean he can't do that? He can't. Why? Because Floyd Mayweather's the best, man. Boxing is part of MMA. Okay. But it's not the same thing because you have all of these other... And pound for pound, I think you need more stamina to be in an MMA ring than a boxing ring. That may be true. And remember, McGregor's been fighting this whole time. Floyd's been out of the game a while. That's true. But here's the thing with Floyd is Floyd is just one of those technically perfect boxers. He's not necessarily fun to watch. If that makes any sense, just because of the no, way that he'll he bore moves, you to death. he's so right, he'll bore you to death. For, so do you for think five that, six rounds he'll run around the ring like he did to Pacquiao? That's all he'll do, and he'll run around the ring and get you tired out. It's not that he's knocking people out like Mike Tyson, right? So it's a totally different kind of of, of fighter that we have here. I think McGregor is going to surprise a lot of people. McGregor has surprised a lot of people up until this point in UFC, and I think he's going to do the same in the in the ring with Mayweather. I think people are, I don't know why people aren't so hyped for this. There's two giants in the ring, you know, both great at what they do. And McGregor's taking a hell of a lot more of a leap in this than Mayweather is. Yeah. But Mayweather, to me, go ahead. He's Mayweather is in his comfort zone. McGregor's not. And, and you Mc- think that's an advantage for McGregor? hundred percent. Cause McGregor is the type that is going to go out of his way to, you know, get all the nuances to that he's going to need for boxing to get him prepared for this fight. Mayweather's going to take this as a joke, and Mayweather's going to take him lightly. I'm going to tell you, he's going to wind up on his keister. I don't think he cares if he's on his keister, to be honest. I don't well, because they're making so his, much ridiculous right, money. and that's why I'm not hyped about this. Because to me, this seems just like a, a money grab. It doesn't seem like anything else. It doesn't seem genuine. It doesn't seem like this is a fight that's actually going to be something of a close battle to me because you have somebody who has done this time and time again and has won and won and won in this field. He's done this in boxing here's, before. Here's why it's it's going to be real. 
There's two major factors in this that are going to play into it. And as it gets closer, you're going to see it get real. Two things, two major egos that are not going to let the other one say, you beat me. Especially for Floyd. If Floyd gets beaten this by McGregor, he is going to be ripped apart because Mayweather has done so much talking. And believe me, I follow McGregor. I love McGregor. And McGregor does his own, I, I mean, ridiculous amount of talking, but he backs it up. And so is Mayweather. But this is going to be the rock versus the hard place. And one of them is going to move. One of them is going to have to give. You know, and I think when you have these two egos on the line, I think it's going to get real as you get closer to this fight. And they're going to put everything on the line because neither one is going to want to have to, you know, put their head down and tip their cap and say that the other one beat them. I personally think that McGregor doesn't know what he's getting himself into. I think he's looking at the paycheck and he's happy. Why? How could you not? I mean, a couple of years ago, he was basically living in a van. Like wasn't, you know, he he was nothing. Until his until his first UFC tryout, he was still living in a van. That's I what mean, I mean. Now he's, now he's one of the highest paid UFC fighters in the country. And to me, I don't think that this is going to be an entertaining fight. I, I'm, I have no desire See, to spend money. you're short mo- selling it. I, I, have, I don't feel like spending the money. It's a lot of money to watch this fight, man. A lot of money. There's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of razzle and a lot of glitz and glam leading up to the fight because they're both cocky, they're both brash, and they're both really, you know, flashy. Yeah. So leading up to it, I still think that when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, you're going to see a better fight than you what you think you'll see or what you're not going to see because sure. you don't want to see it. So maybe, maybe it will be a little bit closer than you're saying. But I will never spend a dime on this. Never. I will gladly wait until I internet. Will, I'll wait till I'll wait till the fight's over. I will go on Twitter or go online or go on ESPN or whatever, and I'll see what I missed. I will go as far as to say I want to actually put money on McGregor. That's how bad I want to watch this fight. Well, that I mean, that's is, a good thing. That's the, the good thing. If I were to agree with you about one thing, the good thing about it is, is it's getting more people who may not have been interested in it. It's I think it's going to do. I think it's going to do. Well, for both boxing and UFC. I could agree with that, and but I, I do think it feels kind of dirty. It feels kind of cheap. It feels just like a giant cash grab that genuinely, at least in my opinion right now, I don't think McGregor has a shot, and I think it's just going to be a jump dance around for a bunch of rounds like we've always seen with Mayweather. And eventually Mayweather's going to win on some technicality the, the way that it always is. Right, but then... Use the whole theory about this. You're blaming Mayweather essentially for not making it a good fight. I'm not there's blaming two, Mayweather for being as great as he is because that's what he does well, but it's not entertaining to me. Yeah, because he's great at running. And that's what you kind of need to do in boxing, but does that make it fun to watch? But he's also dealing with somebody that he hasn't been in the ring with before. He doesn't have any background on on McGregor other than watching him in UFC, and it's not going to be a UFC fight. And McGregor fight, so doesn't gonna... have any background in boxing. No, but he can watch tapes on Mayweather. Yeah, as as Mayweather can do the, the same, just to see not, how, just to see, just to see him use his fist, not anything else. Because once he, if you take away that from him, he's got nothing else. Unlike with MMA, where he has his feet that he could use, and he has all of these other options. If Mayweather is able to pin down and stop his fists, it's over. It's over. I think we'll see what happens. I, I do think yeah. I do think that this is the event of the year just because of all of the glamour around it. Absolutely. But I'm not interested in it whatsoever. 
Oh, I, I'm I'm like counting down the days. I cannot wait for this. I mean, this is going to be one that I am going to be glued to. the. I thought I was going to be glued to the TV for Mayweather Pacquiao. Yeah. This has gone so far in, into the stratosphere past that, uh, like getting me excited. Yeah. I, you can't even believe it because I'm telling you, this is going to be just leading up to it, all the trash talking and just, I mean, the two of them are going to be so over the top with this leading up to it and and talking you know crap about their opponent it, it's going to be classic it, and i think it's great for the sports world and i think it's great for boxing because you know what for the most part who the hell cares about boxing lately no and i'll tell you what ufc is so much more of a better product than boxing and we're going to get into that in just we a are. little bit um first things first uh we're doing this contest which is really exciting we are giving away a pair of beats by dre headphones from us at the new jersey guys and new jersey 101.5 and this is all you got to do you go to nj1015.com backslash contests. Find this episode, which is episode 11 of the New Jersey Guys podcast, and enter the code PLAYBALL. That's one word, all lowercase, P-L-A-Y-B-A-L-L. And you can stay tuned and listen to other podcasts, such as Speaking Millennial, The Jim Gerhardt Show, Forever 39, and, of course, us on the New Jersey Guys to find out more chances to win. Again, this week's code to win Beats by Dre headphones is play ball, all lowercase, one word. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to regroup. On the other side, we're going to talk more UFC. Chris and Danny for the New Jersey Guys Sports uh, Sports Podcast right here on NJ1015.com. Coming back. Hallelujah. Learn, laugh, stay informed. Podcast from New Jersey 101.5. The Jim Gerhardt Podcast. He's talking Jersey again. Well, look at this. All is not lost. Forever 39. Jim Xers living in the Great Garden State. That's really, really cool. Available now from the New Jersey 101.5 app, iTunes, and Google Play. Exactly. And we're back here on the New Jersey Guys Podcast. And before we took a break, we were talking a little bit about UFC. And what's going on with them is their current media deal ends with Fox Sports in 2018. Chris, what more can you tell us about this? So essentially what's going on right now is that within the next year, they're going to be negotiating rights with exclusively when the window opens at first with Fox Sports and FS1. But then, you know, depending on how it how it goes and um, keeping the UFC's pay-per-view rights separate, which is a very big uh chip for them sure that's going to be kept separate and you know negotiating is going to go on and depending on how it goes with fox sports and i mean ufc is very big for fox sports it's a very it's big huge, yeah that's pretty I, much what's driving that network right, right now. exactly i mean they have you know they have soccer and they have a couple other sports but ufc is really the driver of what they do right now and 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 really it's it's uh their bread and butter sure i would think so essentially what could happen here is the one thing the uh leader in uh brand sports doesn't have up in Connecticut and talking about ESPN mm-hmm. is UFC. Yeah. And that's interesting because you ESPN has been steadily on the decline. Right. And because a lot of, they don't have, would you agree that they don't have a lot of original programming? It's that. And it's a lot of just the sugar coated nonsense of, other than Sports Center, I mean, why uh, would you? Why do you watch at this point? I, Other than exactly, maybe the thirty for thirties. I'll give them that because some of the thirty for thirties are amazing. Right, but some I, of the best sports documentaries I've ever seen. So you don't need four people sitting down to talk about and what one player said about another player on Instagram. You no, know what I mean? Definitely not. So 
essentially they're saying that, you know, a couple of uh, articles that I've been reading, they've been saying that speculating that ESPN could jump into the, into the fray here as well as maybe Turner sports, which I think that's more of a dark horse. Sure. Um, you know, I think that is just somebody throwing a dart at the dartboard saying, Hey, maybe you know, watch out as, but I mean, in reality, you could see ESPN getting into the possibility because it's very male dominated viewership. Sure. And I think they're trying to get, I think they're trying to get more male appeal into ESPN if that's even possible at this point. But, um, you know, they're losing viewers. How do you get them? Yeah. With one of the biggest rising sports right now. And my argument is to my, my fellow partner in crime over here, Danny, I think it's time to make UFC one of the major sports. When we have a conversation about NBA, NHL, um, NFL, I think UFC needs to be in that conversation. I don't think that there is ever in America going to be anything that can join the top four. Why not? Because it's just the way it is. There's there's a second tier, and the second tier includes golf, tennis, NASCAR, and now I would say that UFC, with its popularity, has moved its way up into that second tier. But what that tier has is a love-hate relationship. You're not going to find your casual golf fan. You're not going to find your casual NASCAR fan, necessarily. Right. It's more so going to be the, the niche crowds. You've got people that love NASCAR, and you have people who are indifferent. Right. I think UFC is in that category, and I don't think it will ever go past the second tier. I don't think anything will go past the second tier. I think See, it's the I four do. major you, sports, I and that's think, it. I think UFC has grown worldwide to the point where it's bigger than people realize. I mean, they have UFC pay-per-view events in Singapore, in China, in Australia. It's huge. In, in I'm not doubting how it, big it is. Globally, I think it's getting on par with soccer. And I know a lot of soccer fans are going to hate me for saying that, but it is. Yeah, MMA least- fighting is has gotten so big and people don't even realize the magnitude of what the UFC brings to the table for fans. And there are other, there are other outlets out there for MMA fighting like Bellator. Um, they're actually doing an event in uh, uh, MSG this week. Um, but I think when you have a conversation about major sports at this point, they're getting so big. It needs to be in that conversation where I, I, I don't think it's a, a niche sport as much as it used to because a lot of people watch i remember when people first started watching this they're up to ufc 213 right yeah, now that's is the one insane to me i didn't re- i thought they that. were at 100 no 213 see is but where they're at. here's the thing when you have a sport that's as violent as that is you're all you're never going to be in the mainstream i it disagree doesn't com- it doesn't compare but you're you're seeing people beating the crap out of each other where's the problem here but it's not. But no, a lot of people it makes it uneasy. I can't watch women's UFC whatsoever. That makes me so uncomfortable. Oh no, it's great. I can't do it. It's Love and it. that's that's part of the reason why I'm not a UFC fan, is because it's one thing to see violence on TV, but like actually seeing blood dripping down right. somebody's face and somebody getting kicked, it's it's a little uneasy for me. I've gotten to see some of these guys um, up close, especially the Jersey guys. Um, not us Jersey guys, yeah. Jersey guys. We are Jersey, the Jersey guys. We man. are the new Jersey guys. That's but, us. Exactly. But um, I've seen guys like Frankie Edgar, Nick Catone, guys who are from Jersey that have 
fought in the UFC, and I've seen them train and what their bodies go through. And man, it's just so impressive. It is, and it's I'm not, amazing. I'm I not just, putting anything away from the talent and how it, ridiculous some of these athletes are. Because frankly, out of the UFC guys, those are some of the freakiest athletes that you've ever seen. I mean, and I'm not doubting that for one second. The training they have to go through for a three or five round fight, ridiculous. But here's here's a, let me bring up this, this scenario with you. You were to go up to any casual sports fan and you ask them to name five NFL players, name five MLB players. You could do that for the four major sports and you will have an answer. You can't do that. You casual fans? Casual fans. Maybe. Casual. The top four, you're, you're going to know more of the top four than you're going to be anywhere else. If you were to ask me right now to name you five people in UFC, I couldn't do it. Really? No. Wow. McGregor. Um... I'm not even going to say who just popped in my head because I know he's no longer in it. I was going to say Kimbo Slice. <laughs> he's not even alive. That's right. What is wrong with you? That just shows you that it's not in the mainstream, though. If a guy I just brought That's up a, embarrassing. I, I, I would not have known. That was like I a clean, totally forgot that about was like, that. That was, that was a couple like a years scene, ago, right? Yeah. That, that was like a scene from Major League, the movie, when he's reading off the names. He's like, this one guy's dead. Cross him off then. <laughs> That's you right now. But that just goes to show you that... It just goes to show that you're not a fan. It just... Uh, yeah, but the mainstream... No. Anybody in the mainstream can tell you who the superstars are in the mainstream. I See, when you were naming things before, maybe I, maybe I would put it with golf because people are enthusiasts or soccer because soccer is a worldwide event and I think soccer even lags in its popularity in this country and should be more of a major than a minor sport, okay. UFC should not be in the same sentence as as NASCAR. But you would think that here. I would definitely argue that UFC is more popular here than NASCAR is here. But go to the Midwest, and that's a different story. Weehaw. What is uh, that? Yeehaw. You know, like a cowboy. You said Midwest. <laughs> I don't know. I just I tried to I tried to put myself in the Midwest for a second. Sorry. Yeehaw. Sorry, I, I no, just totally funny. I just totally tried to immerse myself in being a Midwestern <laughs> who would like UFC for a second. But that's that's where I'm at. I I think that it's at that level where people know it's popular and people know that there are obsessive fans about it. I just don't think that it will ever make it to that top four. Oh, I do. I definitely I definitely see it as it's grown so much over the past twenty years. For sure. And, and I'm not doubting that. It's it's going to keep growing. I mean, when you go out to, you know, your favorite sports bar, a Buffalo Wild Wings, or whatever, wherever it is. Oh, it's on. That you, that you go, and there's a UFC event. Like, you know, say 213 that's coming up in July. Sure. The place is mobbed. mobbed. Yeah, it's mobbed because they don't feel like spending money on the on the fight. But still, you. I mean, people are jam-packing sports bars yeah. to watch these events because it's, because it's popularity. They could... The tickets to go to a UFC event are pretty high. Yeah. Why? Because people will pay it. No, that's true. But I think the same thing could be said about a NASCAR event. I go to Dover. Go to Dover Speedway and try to go to to one of those events. I'm sure I'd it's rather not, not. I don't want to either. But I, the point being that I think that you're always going to have those diehard fans. And it, I do agree with UFC continuing to, to rise. It's huge. And whoever is the media conglomerate that's going to wind up picking it up, it's only going to benefit them. 
Oh, absolutely. And and if it's ESPN, I mean ESPN. They need just it, getting, I think. I think ESPN, with everything that's gone on lately, I think they definitely need it. But I think Fox Sports is going to hold on to everything they can. They're going to do whatever they can to hang on to that. Because this is, you know. It's their driving force. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By Not even close. So in talking about UFC, we're going to talk about something else that happened this week. Um so Diana Taurasi. Yeah, so she basketball player. Right. She's in the WNBA. Yep. She just became the all-time WNBA leading scorer with 7,494 points in her 377 regular season WNBA games. Now, something that was interesting to me with this was that it was getting a lot of media attention right away. Right. And I think that's a good thing. I definitely think it's a good thing because you know what? I think Tar- I saw Tarazi play in college. Yeah. At, when she played for UConn, she played Seton Hall and she came to Seton Hall to play the women's team. And she was just on a different level. Yeah. She was comparable. I mean, her talent, she was so far above everybody else playing on that court. It was ridiculous. And sure. you could just see it. Yeah, you could tell. And, you know, I think to see her, you know, get this record now over, you know, Tina Thompson, who had been the leading scorer for the WNBA prior to that, I think it deserves a lot of attention. And I think in general, I don't think women are getting enough press coverage. I mean, I don't know what you think, Danny, but I see it as, you know, this is something that really should be in the main headlines. When you read, you know, whatever sports column you go to today, one of the main things should be Diana Taurasi breaks uh, league scoring record for WNBA. I completely agree with you. This is one of those things where we actually are on the same page. I think that we aren't giving enough attention. And if you really sit back and think about it, some of the coolest sporting events of the past couple of years have been involving women. Absolutely. The U.S. women's soccer team has been a blast to watch ever since, you know, 2010. Right. I mean, they have, so. I mean, look, U.S. gymnasts, Jersey Girl alone. They're killing it, man. I mean, some you know, of these Some of these athletes are unbelievable, and I, I think that we, as a, a, a collective, maybe don't give them the amount of attention. No. And definitely the WNBA is purely guilty of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean... The WNBA, you know, they have some, I mean, one of the greatest athletes on the planet, to me, if I'm ever talking about top 10 athletes on the planet. Yeah. Serena Williams. Yeah, for sure. Have you, I mean. She's a beast. She's, and she's dominating. She's dominating her sport. And you're seeing a lot of, of these women dominating their sports. And that's a positive thing. And I'm going to go back to my UFC argument from 10, from not even 10 minutes ago. For years, until she got beat just recently, Ronda Rousey took Every headline by storm. Yeah. So, I mean, th- there are so many amazing women. And there's so many more wa- amazing women in, you know, UFC mixed martial arts. I know you said you don't like watch it, but you got to give these girls credit. I mean, they're yeah, for sure. just phenomenal athletes that that are given it all. And I just don't, I think they get lost in translation sometimes. I think, it, I don't think it's fair to them. Because so do we think that, but is there a solution? Now we, we, we have all of this and we want to get more women and their name right. out in there. With, like, say, the WNBA, for instance. I don't know how else you could get the WNBA out there more to the fans. I think that they've established themselves and they know what they are. Right. That I just don't know what else you can do to get that to be 
more popular? Is it more media coverage? Is right. it, um, you know, trying to push people to, to, to go to these games, to go and actually see an event? Um, I don't know what the answer is when it comes to the WNBA, but when it comes to some of the other sports, some of the best people to watch are the women. Right. Tennis for a perfect example. Serena Williams. I amazing, watch, amazing I will watch talent. Her, I will watch her anytime she's on TV. Absolutely. She is, she is one of the most entertaining athletes to watch uh, in sports. And then when it comes to the, the Olympics and the World Cup and stuff, it's, you know, it's obvious. These women Our girl are, from Old Bridge, New Jersey, Laurie Hernandez, and, I mean, took, took the Olympics by storm. Carly Lloyd. Right. You know, the whole Olympic spectacle, that whole women's team, that was what the U.S. fans got behind. That's Absolutely. what we were really rooting for, the right. entire Olympics and that entire World Cup. You have an entire nation behind you. I think that is much more of, that says a lot more about that than it does, I guess, maybe the World Series or something, because you had an entire nation behind right. you. And I mean, look at, um, you know, not too long ago, Danica Patrick took the racing world by storm. Yeah. That's yeah. all it takes. It, it just takes... The opportunity to be able to do this. And I think that if, if there is enough opportunity for women to get into professional sports, that why not give it some more attention? And why not recognize those who are the best? And right. for Diana Taurasi, it was very relieving for me to see a woman as have a story that is one of the top stories of the day. And she deserves every single minute of it because she is by far an amazing talent. And I don't think in the grand scheme of sports discussions got talked enough about on a regular basis leading up to this. Yeah. Like they're covering it now. Yes. She's the leading scorer, but were there so many stories and her name out there as much as it should have been over the years? I don't think so. I think that she was more popular in college than she was in the WNBA. It, it was almost like she got lost in the WNBA. Like, a couple times, you're like, oh, yeah, she's still playing. Yeah. But, and that's I a mean, shame, and I think that it's definitely something that is definitely going to grow a bit. I don't know, again, with the WNBA how much you can grow, but you have more and more women that are interested, and you're only going to see more and more records because the WNBA is still relatively new. Right. You got to remember that it's only been around for uh, maybe since I've been alive, so about I mean, twenty something years. So you're going to keep seeing more and more records being broken, and that's exciting. If you're just going on Tarazi's record alone here, look at it. I mean, she's got three NCAA titles at UConn, three WNBA titles with Phoenix, where she signed for the rest of her career, and oh, by the way, four Olympic gold medals. Can you get more decorated than that? No, you can't. Plain and simple, that is the definition of an accomplished athlete. Right. And she's going to be remembered as one of the greatest of all time, and deservingly so. And honestly, I'm, I couldn't be more ecstatic about it. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, I mean, we just argued last week the, the argument between LeBron and Jordan. you got to put Diana Taurasi, if you're having the best conversation about basketball players, Diana Taurasi is now in that, in that company. How about that? Think about that. That's freaking awesome. And it I mean, she's... You know, she's worked a butt off to get to to get to this point, and she's more decorated than a lot of males. Yeah, for sure. So you know what? You better have her in this discussion if you talk about the best best basketball players. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And uh, that's going to wrap up another episode of the New Jersey Guys podcast. Again, we are now officially on Twitter. You could follow us at New Jersey Guys, and of course, 
to listen to the show, you can go to nj1015.com. You can stream it on the NJ1015 app, as well as download it on iTunes and Google Play. For Chris Wendeman, I'm Dan Tantillo. Thanks so much for listening. Out. Out.